Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Journey Through Sonship podcast. I am Calvin Calhoun, Jr., and today we want to talk about a call to purification. A call to purification. For this month of October, we'll be talking about the subject of purification. I understand as much as we have been sanctified by the Lord Jesus Christ, we are also called to be purified, okay? And so today we want to start a very unique passage of scripture to understand that yes, Jesus has sanctified us and he's washed us uh, by his blood. But there are things that we have to do as the new creation, as the sons of God, that we do not defile ourselves or continually defile ourselves and hinder our walk and hinder our ability to accurately represent the Lord Jesus Christ. So everybody turn with me to Ezekiel 20. Ezekiel 20. I know this is all unique. I saw this today and man, I just kept reading and reading and reading. And there is a strict call to purification. Now understand this. We all know that the children of Israel were in Egypt for 432 years. Now, if you've been in Egypt as a slave for 432 years, much, pretty much can be assured that your culture, the culture of what you once knew before you entered Egypt, has taken a large backseat to the culture of Egypt. And many of the children of Israel grew up under uh, the, the hand of Pharaoh and Egyptian culture. Part of that Egyptian culture at the heart of any culture is its religion. And many people serve the gods of Egypt. And that included the children of Israel. Okay, While they were in Egypt, of course they served the gods of, Israel, uh, of, of Egypt. They served the gods of Egypt. Uh, whether it was the sun god Ra, I mean Horus or Ra or Kemet or Anubis or all these hundreds of gods that they have over Egypt. We knew that the children of Israel did serve these gods at, at, in the time that they were in bondage in Egypt. However, we know the Lord would end that. And we know that he would use Moses as his vessel to help deliver his people out the hand of the Egyptians. Now, how does he do it? We talk about the 10 plagues, right? The 10 plagues were plagues that all targeted the way of life of Egypt, but also the gods of Egypt. Okay, the same gods that the children of Israel who had been in bondage for so long had kind of grown up and learned and even served, the ten plagues targeted those gods. Of course, we know talk, turning the water to blood. We know the Nile was a life source uh, to Egyptian culture. And so we know that the turn the water to blood where now is completely unusable. Uh, we know about the frogs, the disease. Uh, targeting the cattle, that was a God. Uh, blotting out the sun, that was God. And of course, the last um, plague was the most devastating of the plague where it targeted the firstborn. And of course, it would touch Pharaoh's house. And when you target the firstborn of Pharaoh, you targeted not only him, but also the future lineage of the Pharaohs. So we know that God was targeting the gods of Egypt. And remember, Pharaoh thought or Pharaoh proclaimed himself to be God, to be a God of Egypt. So that's why that firstborn plague was against him. And it was to show that the, the, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was the true and living God. That's why those judgments 
were poured out against those specific things to show the children of Israel that they are called to serve uh, the true and living God, who is the God of gods and who rules over heaven and earth. Okay, so now the children of Israel are delivered out of the hands of the Egyptians. They come out, um, they cross through the water. Uh, on the other side, and they come now to Mount Sinai, right, where the Lord uh, has descended on the mountain, and we know that Moses goes up and talks with the Lord. But Ezekiel, now I know that's like, whoa, you just left from Exodus to Ezekiel. Ezekiel had a unique word. So let's start reading Ezekiel chapter 20, verse number 2. It says this, Then came the word of the Lord unto me, saying, Son of man, Speak unto the elders of Israel and say unto them, Thus says the Lord God, Are you come to inquire of me? As I live, says the Lord God, I will not be inquired of by you. Okay? So God had a problem with the children of Israel and he called Ezekiel to speak to the nation concerning their trespasses and their abominations. Now, let's, let me show you how God used Ezekiel to remind the children of Israel of why he is so upset, okay? And remember, we're still talking about a call to what? Purification. Because look, the children of Israel had been sanctified when God physically delivered them out the hand of the Egyptians into the wilderness. But there was a part of them that still had Egyptian mindsets or the, or the culture of Egypt still in them. And that had to be rooted out. Now, watch this. Look at verse number 6. Ezekiel chapter 20, verse number 6. It says, In the day that I lifted up my hand unto them to bring them forth of the land of Egypt into a land that I had aspired for them, flown with milk and honey, which is the glory of all lands. Then said I unto them, Cast ye away. Cast ye away. Every man the abominations of his eyes, and defile not yourselves with the idols of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Now stop. Did God do that? No, God told them to do that. He told them to what? Cast away the idols of Egypt. Do not defile yourselves with them, or cast your what? Eyes on them. Okay, so in other words, God clearly saw that they brought some of these idols out of Egypt into the wilderness with them. So he says, you need to cast them away, every man out of their homes um, and do not defile yourself. So he was saying those things that they brought out of Egypt defiled them. Though God had delivered them out of Egypt into the wilderness, he said, you're still defiling yourself when you have the idols of Egypt or even if you set your eyes upon them. But look what God said about what they did. Verse number eight. But they rebelled against me and would not hearken unto me. They did not, they, they did not, every man cast away the abominations of their eyes. Neither did they forsake the idols of Egypt. Then I said, I will pour out my fury upon them to accomplish my anger against them in the midst of the land of Egypt. Do we see that? 
do we see that the Lord says what? They did not what? Got, they did not get rid of the idols of Egypt. And also he said, did not what? Remove their eyes from them. So though God had delivered them, they still had that Egyptian culture in them. And God said what? He will pour out his fury upon them. Now you're going to say, well, these were his people. Listen, when God delivers you, like he delivered each and every one of us who has accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, he's telling us even today that we're called to not defile ourselves with the idols of the world. Do not defile ourselves with the idols of the world, neither cast our eyes upon them. And one of the great places where we cast our eyes on the idols of the world is especially in the entertainment industry. That's one, okay? Now, you can cast your eyes many places, but I'm telling you now, the way that especially young children are so captivated and they've been allowed to be captivated to keep these things, these cell phones and these tablets and these computers in their faces and not be supervised and not watch, it's easy for them to run against some type of false god, worship some type of false doctrine and influence their minds, Okay? Let's look at this next passage in Ezekiel chapter 20. It says, verse number 15, Yet also I lifted up my hand unto them in the wilderness, that I would not bring them into the land which I had given them, flowing with milk and honey, which is the glory of all lands, because they despised my judgments and walked not in my statutes, but polluted my Sabbaths, for their heart went after their idols. Nevertheless, my eyes spared them from destroying them. Neither did I make an end of them in the wilderness. But I said unto their children. Now that is such a critical aspect right now. But I said unto their children in the wilderness. Walk ye not in the statues of your fathers. Neither observe their judgments. Nor defile yourselves with their idols. I am the Lord your God. Walk in my statutes and keep my judgments and do them. So in other words, the fathers did not want to let go of Egypt. Did not want to let go of the idols of Egypt. We know that Korah, who led the rebellion against Moses, led the people to build a golden calf at the base of the mountain of God. God sent Moses down. He said, I hear the voice of them that sing. And when he got down there, they saw a false god, Apis the calf, I believe, um, that was built out of the gold, out of their ears and their jewelry to make the golden calf. And they began to celebrate around the base of mountain, which is false god worship at the feet of God, at the base of the mountain of God. And what happened? 3,000 people were killed. 3,000 people were judged for that, that, uh, that insurrection. That's basically what it was. It was an insurrection. And God crushed it immediately to let the people know this is not going to be tolerated. Now, this journey from Egypt to the promised land should only take 11 days. But it took 40 years. And we know the number 40 is the number of testing. But we know it's because of their hard-headedness. That's why God said what? But I say unto your children, because the fathers didn't want to do the right thing. But I say to your children, what? Do not defile yourself 
with the idols of your father. Do not defile yourself with the idols of Egypt. So once again, God is talking about this purification. He's talking about don't be like your fathers. He says, walk in my statutes. Walk, observe my judgments for I am the Lord. You want this land that's flowing with milk and honey that I'm willing to give you? He says what? You have to purify yourself. Okay. Now, if you keep reading, you, he, he's bringing up all this stuff that happened in the wilderness with the children of Israel. Now, let me fast forward to verse number 30. Okay. For the second time, I want I'm keeping this rolling for a second. Verse number 30. Wherefore say unto the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, are you polluted after the manner of your fathers and commit ye whoredom after their abominations? For when you are, listen church, for when you offer your gifts, when you make your sons to pass through the fire, you pollute yourselves with all your idols, even unto this day. And shall I be inquired by you, O house of Israel? As I live, says the Lord God, I will not be inquired of by you. That is a devastating thought because the Lord said, I ain't trying to hear you. I ain't trying to hear you. You want, you want something from me, but yet you don't want to purify yourself. You don't want um, you don't want to let go and destroy the idols of the world, the idols of Egypt. You don't want you don't want to um, uh, uh, cleanse yourself from their ways. OK, and so he says, but yet you want to inquire something of me. No, the children of Israel were called to be a holy people. Why? Because they were carrying the holy seed. Okay? They were carrying the holy seed. Well, Calvin, you've said all this about purification. You used the Old Testament. You told us that what? That we're called to purify ourselves. The children of Israel had to purify themselves from the isles of Egypt and from doing of their ways and all this stuff. Well, what does that have to do with the church? What does that have to do with the with the with uh, those who have been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ? Because though you have been sanctified, much like the children of Israel were sanctified, you still have to have your mind renewed. Everybody, y'all know where we got to go. Let's go to Romans chapter 12. You still got to have your mind renewed. Romans chapter 12, verse number one says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be ye and be not conformed to this world. That's the cosmo crater, the systems, Satan's system. Do not be conformed to the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove. So when we have the mind of Christ, we now can prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We are called to know and prove what is the perfect will of God? But what does he tell you to do? You got to have your mind renewed. You got to have your mind renewed. Though you've been saved, God now got to work on your mind because you're still carrying the mentality of the old man. And now we have to bring that mentality 
under the rule of the spirit. We're bringing the rule of the soul under the rule of the spirit. That is the focus of your maturity. Your maturing in Christ is about being transformed from being led by the soul to being led by the spirit. Well, what do you mean that you got to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God? That means, guess what? You must learn what it means to be holy as he is holy. How about this? Everybody turn over to 1 Peter real quickly. Turn over to 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 21 says, Who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God? See, watch the words. Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit. Unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. He says what? You purify your souls by obeying the truth. Okay? Now, turn over to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. It's a lot of scriptures, isn't it? I don't, I don't want you to think this is just me saying that we, are, we must be purified. We must allow the Spirit to show you, show us where we're still connected to the ways of the world, even to the idols of the world, and even to the fallen spirits where they have been allowed legally to impact our lives. They've been allowed legally to exist in our homes. They've been allowed legally to impact our children. They've been allowed legally to attack even our bodies and our, our finances and all aspects of our lives. Why? Because we have not been purified yet. But it says by obeying, you purify your soul by obeying the truth. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse number, let's look at verse number, uh, you know what? Yeah, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, I'm in, I'm in 1 Corinthians, I apologize. But 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse number 14, it says this, Be ye not unequally yoked. Together with unbelievers. Where did we hear that previously? Ezekiel said that. But I'm going to show you another scripture. How God confirms it. So it's, a, it's still a consistent message to God's holy people. The people who accepted Jesus Christ. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness. And what communion has light with darkness. Okay. So be careful who you're connected to. Be careful who you're following. Be careful who you support. You have to be purified from that. You can't support everything. You can't support everybody. Especially if they're anti-Christ. Keep going. And what concord has Christ with Belial? And what Part has he that believes with an infidel. Watch this. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? That's why idolatry is one of those that's listed in Romans chapter 1 verse 20 through 32 as one that can cause death. Idolatry. It says what? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. Okay? That's what God wants to do. That's what he tried to do with the children of Israel in the wilderness. So this is what God tells the church. This is what he says. Wherefore. I love transitional words, y'all. Wherefore. 
Come out from among them and be ye separate, says the Lord. Watch this. And touch not the unclean thing. Paul is saying the exact same thing that God told the children of Israel when they came out the land of Egypt. He said, touch not the unclean thing. The question has to be now at this point, what is the unclean thing? See, we don't ever think about those things. We just kind of read through that scripture and says, what is the unclean thing? Well, clearly it's something that can defile us something that can pollute us, something that will allow or give glory to the spiritual uh, wickedness in high places, to the devils. It also gives glory to them. What is these things that we're touching? That touching, and remember Ezekiel said, even with your eyes, what you're watching, what you're indulging in, that is allowing these spirits to freely move amongst us with no hindrance because we have given consent for it to do so. What are these things in our homes that we have brought in that we actually idolize and, get, and it gives glory to those devils and those spirits? It allows them to function in our home. And, and here's the thing, you would be like, well, how can I see a spirit function? Look at the, the way that your family's operating. Look at your children and how they're acting. Look at the discourse, the division, the false God worship. Yeah, see, the thing is, we never thought that we could, the way we see a spirit is, the way we know how a spirit is functioning is when we see it in the actions of men. That's a teaching for a whole nother day. But that's why he says, touch not the unclean thing. He tells them that. Now watch this. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 7. Deuteronomy chapter 7. We're going to wrap this portion of this message up because I do want to, in a subsequent podcast, talk about how we can begin to purify our homes. That I think that's so critical because we've been going through this process and you will be flat, stunned, and amazed at the things that might be even in your home that gives glory to the enemy and has allowed the enemy to function in your home almost with just complete freedom. And guess what? You're going to say, well, God, God, why don't you stop it? Because in that scripture, God says, you have to cast it out. You have to destroy See, we think God, God's just going to click, click his fingers and everything's going to be okay. No, he said, there's things that you got to do. Deuteronomy chapter 7. Watch this. Verse number 1. I want you to pay attention because though we're talking about Israel, this goes for us in the church also. Okay? Watch this. It says, And when the Lord thy God shall bring thee into the land whether thou goest to possess it, and has, and has cast out many nations before thee. Stop. So the land was given to Israel, the, the land for them to take it. But they had to possess the land. They had to deal with these seven nations that are about to be named and cast them out. But he's going to tell you how they cast them out. Watch this. It says, it has cast out many nations before thee. The Hittites and the Gergesites and the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Seven nations 
greater and mightier than thou. And when the Lord thy God shall deliver them before thee, now let's follow the directions. Thou shalt smite them and utterly destroy them. Watch, thou shalt make no covenant with them. Do not be unequally what? Yo, that's the exact same thing. Watch this. Nor show mercy to them. He says what? Neither shall thou make marriages with them. That's still going to be unequally yoked. What fellowship has light with darkness? What communion has Christ with Bilal? Right? He says what else? Thy daughter thou shalt not give unto his son, nor his daughter shall thou take unto thy son. For they will turn away thy son from following me. So when you become unequally yoked, when you allow and when you support ungodly covenants, it says you shall turn your son's heart or your daughter's heart shall be turned away from following God. It says that they may serve other gods. So will the anger of the Lord be kindled against you and destroy thee suddenly. God was not playing. God said, I will destroy you suddenly. He said, don't you make no covenants with them. Don't make no marriages with them. None of that. But look, he's still not done. Because we're talking about purifying themselves. But thus shall you deal with them. You shall destroy their altars and break down their images and cut down their groves and burn their graven images with fire. For thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all people that are upon the face of the earth. He tells them to destroy their altars, to destroy their graven images, to cut down their groves and burn all the graven images with fire. So let me tell you something that you cannot do. Based upon that scripture, you cannot take something that's inherently evil and try to offer it up and say, I'm going to give this to God. God told the children of Israel, you don't make a covenant with them. You don't take it into the nation. You don't, you burn it down. You destroy, you need to destroy all these images. So I don't care what it is. If it is unclean, you are called, you are called. By the word of the Lord, to destroy those images, destroy those books or those wood carvings or those things made of stone. You call it destroy, burn it with fire, and make no covenant with it. It should not be amongst you. That is the word of the Lord. That's why Paul would say, touch not the unclean thing. Because he knows that when you touch those things, it will try to, it will, those spirits that are attached to that thing will try to turn your heart from God. Because the goal of every demon, every fallen spirit is to destroy you. And if they can keep you out of a relationship with God, especially a relationship with God as being his son, you are no threat to them. They don't care about your life. They come to steal kill and destroy and that's what they're going to do and God look because of what they did in the wilderness God said I could have destroyed them so you know what 
we better be very grateful to God's mercy and his compassion because he could have took all of us out at some point in our lives. But he's given us a chance to get it right. And that's why there is a call to purification right now. It's time to take inventory of the things that are in your home. It's time to take inventory of the things that are that's in the bloodline of your family lineage that's affecting your children and your grandchildren. It's time for us to take inventory of our actions and the way we carry ourselves and the things that we idolize and the things that we watch and the things that we support. All of that matters to God. That's why he said, be ye separate. You've been called out of the world, though you're in it. You're not of it. This is a very, listen y'all, serious. I'm, I'm, I'm so serious. Because we've been deceived. And here we are. And I promise you, we're going to do a message on Halloween. So there'll be no excuses. It's time for us to stop believing that these things don't matter. Just because you saved does not mean that you're allowed to live and do the things that you want to do. You made a vow to the Lord that you'll live and serve him all the days of your life. And God is going to ask for that payment. And when you choose not to keep your word, he's going to allow those spirits to do whatever they want to do. Because you consented to it and you chose not to follow him with all your heart, soul, and your mind. You better check who you're covenantly connected to. And that includes secret societies, organizations, fraternities, and sororities. You better check. Because the Lord says, do not defile yourself with that. Your allegiance is strictly to God. You cannot say, love the Lord God with all. And part of you is here, part of you is there, part of you is here, part of you is there. No, that's not all. You have to get rid of all of this to do all. So I pray that you've really heard this message and understand that the purification process is on us. And we have to allow Holy Spirit to show us the things that is defiling us and polluting us from walking completely free in Christ. This is no joking. This is not a laughing matter. This is not a hocus pocus thing. This is, we're dealing with spiritual wickedness in high places. And it says we're called to know the schemes of the enemy. But you can't know the schemes of the enemy if you got your eyes closed saying, oh, there's no big deal. We can, we, can, we can listen to all the nasty and perverted music. We can watch all the nasty and perverted TV we want. It has no consequence. We can serve. We can, we can play with Halloween. We can serve all these false gods. We can glorify witches and demons and warlocks. And it has absolutely no bearing on our spirit. By the way, thank you, Lord. That's called the doctrine of of the Nicolaitans. Please go look up the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. It's in Revelation chapter 2. He said it two times, I believe, to two of the churches. He says it's a doctrine he hates because it takes the grace of God and believe that I can do anything in my flesh and in my soul and it has no bearing on my spirit. God said he hates that doctrine. And many of us live exactly like and we wonder why we're not seeing breakthrough. We wonder why we, we're not experiencing true moves of God in our life. It's because we're polluted and we're defiled. 
and Ezekiel, the prophet of God, was called to call the nation to repentance, to show them the, the abominations and the sin that they had committed against God. And now they want to inquire of God. But God said, no, I'm not going to inquire of you because you have chosen not to follow in my commandments. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Will you serve the culture? Will you serve the ancestors? Or will you serve the Lord Jesus Christ? I believe I heard Paul say this. I counted everything lost for the excellency of the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Will you count everything lost for the same? Because I desire, much like Paul said, to be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own. Be ye separate, come out from among them, and touch not the unclean, clean, un unclean thing. Break down the images, destroy those idols with fire, and break free from the curses and the abominations and even the sins of your forefathers that are impacting your life right now. So may God bless you till we meet again on the Journey Through Sonship podcast.